Hi, this is Melissa Wood Tepperberg, and this is the Move with Heart podcast. Are you ready? <laughs> Just breathe it all in. I want to talk. I can't lie. <laughs> I was like, it's going to be short, sweet, and very spicy. And we're going to get right into it because apparently some of you think I talk too much. <laughs> Where do I even begin with introducing one of my best friends, Simon Huck? Ah, this conversation is just so good. He gives so much as he always does. He is an entrepreneur. He shares how he grew up in Canada and came to New York literally on a whim and just made it in the PR world, how he has launched a brand, married his best friend, Phil, and so much more. You guys are going to love this conversation. I love the temperature in here. It's like a Is it, beautiful are you sauna. Hot? No, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a beautiful sauna. <laughs> it's no, actually really hot we're here. doing a flow. i'm really sorry no it's i think it's great you it's do like yeah let your guests sweat <laughs> <laughs> well i am literally just like oh to have you here with me in such an intimate like because i feel like i'm always sharing you so to have you all to myself same i mean simon huck you guys to me is just the ultimate gift that keeps on giving. And I actually said that in the ceremony at your wedding because it's just so damn true. And on top of that, you are a founder, entrepreneur, amongst so many other things. Simon, I'm so happy to have you. No, I'm so excited. When you asked me to come on, I was like, come on, I'm hosting. Like, <laughs> name the date. This is this is not only an honor, but it's also just like so easy to catch up with you and spend the afternoon with you. So very excited to be here. Well, good. I'm so excited. And I feel like, you know, we go so far back, but things really changed in the past couple years, I feel yeah. like, with our relationship. But also that's just like, it's so interesting because how did we meet? We met through Noah. We met. I, so I was thinking about this as I was walking over. So we met at Marquee, but I oh. I was probably 21 years old. I was an intern, and I, I have this distinct memory of meeting you at this Tony Hawk event that mm. at the time I was working for Lizzie Grubman, and you were working as a cocktail waitress. A cocktail waitress. Yes. But you were designated. I was waiting on you. Well, no, uh, no, I was like a clipboard in the back. I, I wasn't even at the table. But I, I remember that you were designated to the celebrity tables. And yes, you this were. This is true. Star always. <laughs> and I remember just being there and, and meeting you and like, oh my God, this is insane. Like this glamorous, fun, energetic, like ray of sunshine. And you were always so nice to me. I mean, back then, I like mean, no one was really chatting to me. I was like the intern. <laughs> <laughs> no, but really, like I was, I was six months living in the city and didn't was really know. Really, that just yeah. six months? Yes. Oh wow. Marquee was the first event, quote event, that I ever went to. Wow. Yeah. I vividly remember meeting you. You know how they say? I mean, this is like one thing that I, at this point in my life, like really believe in living by is to spend time with people that like the second they see you, like their eyes light up and your eyes light up. Like that to me is just like, we've always had that 
bond and connection even before we were ever really close. There was just like this like so much electricity even in the gym. when we're together. Oh my god, oh my god even when gym. you were doing your flows Remember before th- flows. Th- I know. You in- I was like star, star screaming at you in the middle of my training sessions. (laughs) No, we had, I think it's really, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, I think it's so rare to meet someone and have that instant cosmic connection. And I don't think you can have it with that many people in your lifetime where you just immediately feel like they're rooting for you. Like they're not, because I think there's a lot of fanfare of people rooting for people on Instagram and social media and it's not genuine. I was just going to say, but are they? But are they? Like, yeah. It's like nowadays everything is so positive, positive, positive. It's like this rah-rah that it feels disingenuous. But I felt from the minute I met you over a decade ago that you were always rooting for me. And we were both, I was this random intern from, you know, a village in Canada. And you were, I mean, I assume you had moved here from Syracuse like years prior. Just probably right before. Yeah. So our story, I feel like our, our... outlook on all of it and our perspective is very unique because we were not, we didn't grow up in New York City. We were, right. we didn't grow up around all this. No, God, no. I mean, I remember, so, I mean, like sitting at your wedding after the ceremony and listening to your brother give the most like heartfelt speech where it just like, I mean, and I had such a beautiful moment with him right before he gave it. So uh, I was just like so proud of him up there because he's like, oh God, how did you do the ceremony? And I'm like, I just spoke from my heart. And like, that's all you have to do. And I like grabbed his heart and I was like, with my essential oils. And then when he was up there and in it, everyone thinks they know everyone and even their friends, but it was like having such a real like bird's eye view of the real Simon, like the Simon that not everyone knows. And it was so vulnerable and real. And I feel like one thing that I've always felt with you is like, you're a self-starter. Like you created something out of nothing. And I'm just so gravitated towards people in life who they just go for it and they create these lives, right? That they want to live. And I would love if you share, I know you're from... Canada. Canada. So Ottawa. tell us yeah, like yeah. where you're from yeah. and how oh you God, moved to journey. New York because journey. You, your journey is incredible. The journey, it's like when I think about it, it's like these sliding door moments that you talk about that change like the trajectory of your life. So I grew up in Ottawa, which is the nation's capital for those of you out there who don't know, <laughs> <laughs> which is everyone. And I had always been obsessed with celebrity and entertainment. But I was from Ottawa. I had no access to it. Like I had an Us Weekly subscription when I was 12 years old. And I remember just like perusing the pages thinking, oh my God, life behind the velvet rope. Like, what is that like? And then in college, I had a degree in political science. And I remember having this talk track where I would tell everyone, I'm going to be a lawyer. Because that like... That's, of course, what like what I needed to tell people. Like, I'm going to be a corporate lawyer. I Maybe I'd watch Ally McBeal. I don't know where I got that from, but right. I, I had this talk track. But I knew that in my heart of hearts, I really wanted to be working in entertainment. During the Oscars or the Grammys, I would watch the red carpet, and I would see the manager and the agent. I'd be like, what's it like to be them? Like, what do they do? Mm. And how do I dive into that? And then I was reading in Us Weekly one day, and there was an article. Actually, this relates to Marquis. This is so crazy. There was an article about Lizzie Grubman, who is this very famous publicist, and it talked about her making out with John Mayer at 
NYC hotspot marquee. <laughs> and it called her a publicity princess. And I thought, a PR princess? <laughs> like, I want to be a PR prince. So I went onto Google and I got her information and I called her office every no, single day. No, you didn't. I did. From my like part-time job, I was working at a clothing store. I called every day on my break. I'd be like, excuse me, Lizzie Grubin, like receptionist. I will work for free. I live in New York. I live in New York. I lived in literally a hut, <laughs> like in Canada. And they said, well, if you're in New York, drop by tomorrow and we'll have a job interview with you. We cannot pay you. It will be an un unpaid internship. So I flew down on like aeroplan points, stayed on a friend's sofa that I barely knew and went in and I met with Lizzie and I met with Jonathan Chebin, who yeah. you guys now know as Food God. That's another story. <laughs> and I, I landed the job. I mean, long story short, I landed this. Wow. And by job, I worked three days a week getting coffee and like I was an unpaid intern in the most expensive city in the world from a background that like couldn't afford to be in the most expensive city in the world. Right. But- that's how it started. Wow. And Wait, I, I didn't yeah. know. This is why I love this and why I love like having this time and, and just this open dialogue because like I said, guys, you think you know and then. Yeah. And like people always say like, oh, but you, you're a self-starter and like the hustle and like, how did you do it? I feel so lucky because I have friends who are 35, 45, 50 who have not found their career like you with Melissa Wood Health, it lights you up. It's not a job. It's like, this is a privilege. Like you, you can see it and it's why you've been so successful. With me stumbling into entertainment, into what I do now, I don't, it's not a job. Like right, you love people it. say, oh, but you, you did it. You made it work. You hocused it. I'm like, yeah, I did. But it wasn't, I never looked at it as a job. I feel so lucky that on the first crack out of college, I landed into something that I was obsessed with. Right. I have friends who like have bounced from being lawyers to interiors, just looking for like that spark, right. which is really hard to find. And when you find it, count yourself lucky. It's so true. But I also think a lot of the time people spend so much energy almost searching and not tapping into like their interests or like the things that just like make them happy, like right. the simplicity of yeah. like the things that yeah. light you up throughout the day. Yeah. Like that was one factor that helped me because I didn't know. I mean, when I, I met you, I had no idea. I mean, right. I remember even talking about things with you in like the early stages yeah. and having no idea. But I think I just, I mean, that story just makes me love you even more because you didn't give up. But that's also just your personality is. Yeah. Well, thank you for saying that. At the time, I think my parents would and people in my life would disagree because at the time I was so I was scared shitless of New York City. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you felt like this, but I felt like I would walk into every room and be like, I felt like the most like mismatched person in that room. So insecure. So like insecure on such another level. And like I felt like my clothes were weird oh, and I felt like. I had no money. So I would show up at these dinners and I remember being like, oh my God, who's paying for this dinner at Nobu? <laughs> like you'd have this moment where you're like, right. I am barely here. Right. And I kept in my head, you know, people say, oh, but you started your career. Yeah, but I thought I was only going to stay here for three months. Like I got the internship and said, I'm here for three months. And so then, then what happened? Because for anyone so then, who's just starting. Okay. So Lizzie Grubman, for those of you who don't know, it was this very big publicist and still is, but was a very big publicist back in the early 2000s and represented all of the biggest 
nightlife and restaurants and was doing Puff Daddy's white party at the time he was Puff Daddy. And her business partner was this guy, Jonathan Chevin, who I then became partners with. But in the first year, I was just kind of figuring it out. And, and I made the decision that I would be indispensable to both of them, that I would get in at 6.30 in the morning and I would leave the office at 8 at night and I would do whatever it took to be indispensable. And that was my whole strategy. And so finally, a year and a half in, they said, okay, well, we'll start to pay you whatever. We're... So I worked for- That's a, a long- year. It's a long time. Like it's- How did you survive in the city? I borrowed money. I went from sofa to sofa. Like it was dark and it was not glamorous. And I remember feeling defeated and I kept looking for other jobs. And I, I had a plan that I was going to move home. And I kept just extending it. Something inside of me was like, I'm just going to extend it another two weeks. And then eventually, Lizzie and Jonathan split up. They had a, I guess I can say, a contentious split. Right. And I decided to go and be Jonathan's personal assistant. This is a year and a half in. Four years later, I became his business partner. Two years later, I acquired the company. Wow. Yeah. It was fast. It was fast and stressful but again like i look back and i'm like oh my god like blessing right blessing after blessing after blessing and do you feel at the end of it all like you knew what you wanted or do you feel you discovered and just i think i discovered along the way i think it was probably similar to it was like these mini pivots that you don't even know you're doing let's try this let's try this like our company started out offering PR services. So Command Entertainment Group. So initially it was called Command PR and we were kind of traditional publicists, but for nightlife and special events and red carpet events. And then in the early 2010, we transitioned the business into a full service procurement agency. So what does that mean? We represent big brands and we help them work with celebrities. So we negotiate celebrity contracts, but on behalf of the brand. So... For example, if <laughs> Melissa Wood Health wanted to represent, I don't know, like a workout machine, we would represent the workout machine and come to Melissa Wood Health with a $7 million <laughs> offer. And she would probably pass because, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, that's what she does here. <laughs> There's a lot of passes, which I love you because you are not motivated by money, which is so rare. But um, thank God there's not that many of you out there because I wouldn't have an industry. <laughs> but um, so that's what I've done for the last 15 years. And then that transitioned into me saying, wait a minute, I want to have my own business outside of the marketing company. And in 2019, I launched Judy, which is an emergency preparedness brand. That is unbelievable, by the way, because it's the thing that you don't think you need yes. until it's too late. Yes. So thank how you for did, saying that. No, it's true. So it's weird. It's it's. I had friends and family who lived on the West Coast, and then I have family that live in Florida, and they had all been in what we call kind of these high-consequence emergencies, so right. hurricanes and wildfires. And some of them lost their homes. Some of them had to evacuate in the middle of the night with their kids. They were barefoot. They didn't know what to do. They Ugh. had no plan. And we asked them, how are you thinking about preparedness? And they said, well, we have this weird emergency kit we bought on Amazon that like is disorganized. We don't even know what it means. We've never practiced planning. And we started pulling the data and we realized that there was this huge opportunity to prepare American families for unexpected emergencies. And I became really passionate about it. And then I thought, wait a minute, I have this full celebrity world right. with all these great relationships 
And this is a topic that needs a lot of famous people to talk about the importance of being prepared. Like, who else wants to talk about preparing your go bag? Like, right. I needed big names. And I thought, wait a minute, my skill set from command could work for Judy. And I have a passion towards it. And that was that was how it started. And I love the name. How did you come up with Judy? So it's like no one wants to talk about emergencies. So I thought we need a name that everyone is going to remember. So Judy felt like a persona. It's like we all have a Judy in our life who shows up 10 minutes early. Literally. Yeah. Noah's sister is. Oh, Judy. Judy. Oh, my God. No, Judy. and she's just yeah. like, if anything were to ever go down in my life, she would be like, no, Judy's your girl. My first call. Judy's your girl. So yeah. <laughs> that was, so Judy was the persona and it just kind of stuck. Yes. Once we said it, we were like, okay. Judy, you're staying with us. That's so great. Here she is. <laughs> it's so amazing. And you've just expanded. And I mean, it's huge. It's now. huge. And it's been a journey. It's one thing to advise businesses. It's another thing to take that leap and launch the business and go out and raise capital. And, you know, people think just because you've been successful in one part of your life, and I'm very blessed that Command has been so successful, but starting something new is scary as shit. And a lot of things I didn't know about, but like the most gratifying, right? Like as you've seen, like no. when you do something, I know. you're like, oh. When you do something out of like this real passion and purpose, yes, it just, it's, I know we were talking about this when we were at dinner last and there's just so much that goes into it. Yes. And even with the weight of it all, it's just so rewarding. It's so rewarding. And I think when you have that feeling towards what yes. you're doing, like you just like the drive, the drive. And I think the big challenge of my life, and it's still a challenge, I think you've mastered it more than I are doing things that you think you should be doing, mm. but aren't meant for you versus doing the things that like really fulfill you. And I think Ugh. like, just. I'm going to give an example of I did a TV show with Jonathan, now known as Food God, called The Spin Crowd. It wasn't a bad experience, but I thought that is what I need to do. Like, it's a TV show, the platform that it could give you. And I ended up leaving that experience with this feeling where I'm like, why wasn't that what it was supposed to be? And I think the big challenge for me is I'm 38 years old. There's lots of opportunities ahead of me. It's like, what is actually meant for me versus like, what are the forces telling me? You should do this. Oh this my is, God, this is so good. Right? Like, you know, I love these. This is such an important conversation. And that is like, for me, when I stopped living a life of shoulds, everything right. in my life changed. Yeah. But it's this, you have to get really clear and honest with it's yourself. It's hard. No, it is. I know. And like, even I think of like, I mean, to me, you've always obviously had this like electric magnetic charge about you. It's just who you are. You charge like, me. You charge me. I mean, me. you yeah. and I, it's just like, we're fully loaded guys yeah. when we're together. I mean, yeah. it's like, you could fe literally feel I'm this. I'm like, move the cameras. I'm yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out, Noah. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One thing I am extremely passionate about is optimizing digestion. I was one of those people who was just like bloated endlessly, no matter what I ate after a meal, it was always bloated. And the moment I tried seed, it was like love at first sight because this daily symbiotic works, you guys. I have personally noticed from taking seed, I have been taking seed 
since it came out. I experimented with it for months and just noticed such an incredible shift in my bowels. And not just like, I've always been someone who's regular, but it's like this efficiency of bowel movements, which is essential, whether we want to talk about it or not. It's so important to have healthy bowel movements, you guys. And if there is one thing I could suggest, it's to start a healthy habit today. And if you visit seed.com slash move with heart, you can use code MWH15. That is MWH15 to redeem 15% off your first month of seeds DSO1 daily symbiotic or PDSO8 pediatric daily symbiotic. That's seed.com slash move with heart and use code MWH15. And I will just end it with one final thing. One more reason I love seed is the sustainability factor. You get one glass jar in every single month with their subscription. You receive a recyclable refill that goes right into that one jar. So it's not only good for your gut and for all of the things, it's also a better choice for the planet. Even back when I first met you and like, I'm so happy you, I made sure, of course, that you're open to talk about this because I also was someone who used to take Adderall and was a very different person. There was like this edge about you where it was almost like, just not centered and grounded. We're like today and even just in the past couple years, like something has really shifted in you and you started, what did you start doing? I started meditating. I started meditating and it was transform. By the way, I am so not this person. Like no, what I'm he's about- not. No, that's why I'm, I'm like so an, happy to I'm talk a about cynic. this. I'm a cynic and I'm not like I'm an anti-wellness because I love wellness, but I'm, I'm very cynical of, oh, really? Is it really going to help? You know, and no, I, I was know. so that person. And in the beginning of 2020, the rumination cycle that I would get in where I would have a small problem and I would take that problem to like the worst- possible consequence. And I would ruminate on it for days and days. And I couldn't, I didn't know what else to do. I had gone to a therapist. I had explored medication. And were you taking Adderall at that time? I had just come off of Adderall. Okay. How long did you take it? So I was on Adderall from probably 2007 to 2018. Okay. And I had taken Adderall because I had, I was always a really bad sleeper. And the, the sleep, I thought, oh, well, I'm genetically pre-wired to not sleep. This is just like my cross to bear. And so in order to function running businesses, I was like, well, I need to take Adderall during the day. So I wasn't sleeping. So I take Adderall. Adderall would make me more anxious. But I was high functioning in the beginning because Adderall, as we know, right. during the anniversary, during the honeymoon... Adderall's on fire. Oh, you yeah. feel like you're running the country. You feel like you're on top of the freaking world. You're the funniest. You're oh. the most productive. You're on untouchable, no. unstoppable. Sprinkle in the morning, sprinkle in the evening. <laughs> no. And then I would take an Ambien or a Valium at night. And mm. this was my cycle. And I never considered myself to be someone who had a problem. How do I have a problem? Like, I wasn't a heavy drinker. I was high-functioning. But I, in my relationships, and certainly in my relationship with Phil, my husband, like oh, I would say things that were unkind. 
in moments of rage, I was like, this is not who I want to be. And I would just make compromises like, I'll do this, I'll do this, I'll do that. But never would I give up my Adderall. Right. Adderall was always like, oh, are you insane? No, I know. It's a real addiction. No, and the days that you didn't have it, I would forget to bring my... I would think, oh my God, I cannot function. I cannot show up to that interview. I cannot show up to this work event. I will not be the same bubbly self. I became so reliant mm. on it. And that when I finally let it go, rumination creeped and I started meditation in 2020. And within, and I didn't say, oh, I'm going to meditate every day. I did a 30 day challenge, which is actually a recommendation you gave me. I remember. And day 15, I woke up and for the first time in years, I had no toxic rumination. I was completely free and I kept a journal. So I, I kind of had a journal of what my thoughts were for the last two or three years. Just one quick line of how I was feeling for the first time in years, I had clear thoughts. It was, I remember texting you and then I I posted on Instagram. I fully was like, you got me. It was like, it was transformational. It was transformational for my relationship with Phil. And by the way, it's not, I haven't meditated in seven days. I'm really disappointed in myself. It's not all peachy. Okay, that's good. There's days where you fall off the rocker, yeah. but I, I know I'm going to go back. Right. This morning I woke up and I'm like, I got to meditate tomorrow and I got to restart my cycle again. And I'll start with a 30 day challenge and I'll go back. Did my voice note give you that? Yeah, the voice note. Yeah, the <laughs> I was like, good yeah. morning. Good morning. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a journey. And I am now the person doling out advice to friends, which I'm so not that person. No, but, but I'm it's... saying, guys, like if you're going through it, this is a way where I could stop the cycle of negative thoughts. Oh, my God. I just... Mm. All of it. Yeah. And Headspace is, I use Headspace and yeah. it's guided. I can't, do you do it on your, you do it on your own. I guide, I guide like on my app. I guide. Okay. Swipe up. <laughs> yeah. No, but seriously. But when I do my own, I'm, I experiment with a lot of different things, but I combine breath work with mantra. And then sometimes every day is a little different. It, yeah. it really kind of depends. Sometimes I do do these challenges of just focusing on one thing, but it varies. It varies because every day is different. Yes. Like today I woke up before Eleanor, who's been sliding into my bed and just like, it just disrupts my sleep. But she, I keep this little bed on the side of my, on the floor now. So she doesn't fall off my bed because that happens. And I saw her little body. I like sat up. I usually <laughs> like to get out of bed because it just immediately uplifts your energy. But I just sat up and I like got a good 10 minute meditation, which I would have loved to do longer, especially before like interviews and whatever it is. But I'm such a believer in like you get in what you can. Yes. And you find these micro moments. If it doesn't happen when you wanted yeah. it to happen, where else could you take a moment to yourself instead of- I love your micro minutes, well, by the way. It's yeah, like micro the, moments. Yeah. yeah, it's the biggest thing that's- keeps me pretty centered even when I'm not feeling centered. Yeah. It's game changing. It's changed my relationship. And Phil, if he was here, would tell you that there's a softness that came to me and a very vulnerable side that I did not have pre-meditation, which even saying that is so like shocking for me because I was never someone who embraced any of that. I was always like prescription daddy. (laughs) No, you, you, 
first of all, we need to have like you and Phil on together because just like your dynamic and just like the level of what Phil has brought into your life yeah. is literally the most yeah. beautiful thing. And it just, you guys just compliment each other so well. You guys, he's like a living, breathing angel. Yeah. Hi, Phil. We love you. Oh, oh we love you, Phil. He's the best. Yeah. He's the best. You've always just so authentically, you just like embrace who you are. It's so powerful. And for me, you know, and we were having this conversation before we started recording, but I have a gay brother and I'm so proud of my brother for really living his truth and for being who he is like unapologetically. Yeah. And I've shared that before, like on social, like I'm so proud, like one of the greatest gifts in my life truly is having a gay brother. And I've realized on kind of the flip side that almost like that terminology has been offensive to people. Oh. And I, I, I feel so, like there's yeah. no one to have this conversation with like no better person than you because you are so yeah. obviously LGBT just, proud. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Plus Q. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Please don't come for me if I didn't say it right. <laughs> no, I, I, yes. And I think it's, it's really important that siblings, you know, like when did you know? Oh, I knew. I, I feel like at birth, I must have known. Like, really? I, I always, I there always felt like something was a little bit, I mean, I, I don't want to say, I'm so scared to offend, but I was going to say different. Like, I, right. I did not feel, you know, when I was spending time with, like, the boys in the play, playground, like, I always wanted to hang with the ladies. Okay. Like, I was dressing up in my mom's, like, evening gowns when I was, like, seven years old. Like, I was playing with her jewelry. Like, right all of my best friends growing up were all girls. And my brother and I had a really challenging world. He's now my best friend. I love Jordan. Jordan oh is God. just He's the best. But growing up, we had a really contentious relationship. And I think I was flamboyant. No, I, I was definitely flamboyant. And I think that probably made my brother and maybe this hit the circle of friends he had uncomfortable. And I think he spoke to me and maybe we both we, we both spoke to each other in ways that were unkind. And I think my brother still years later harbors guilt for it. I'm like, I don't even remember, but right, you carry it, but you carry it. But I think it's so important to, for siblings to celebrate their LGBTQ plus siblings. Yeah. And I'll say that, yes, we live in New York city and you know, if you go to LA and Miami and all these big cities, yes, we're still celebrated, but Phil to this day and Phil grew up in long Island. He's obviously openly gay. He, I mean, hello, he's married to me. Right. But like Phil does not hold my hand in public. Really? Phil does not feel comfortable hold in New York City, does not feel comfortable holding my hand. And I have quizzed him on it so many times. I'm like, Phil, why? And he said, oh, I just, you know, I'm just, I'm, I just don't want to do that. And he says it's PDA. It's the PDA that, and I said, PDA, holding hands is not PDA. Right. It still makes him nervous that as we walk down a street, if it's not in our neighborhood, will someone say something outside the car? And that is something. So when you say you celebrate your brother, keep yeah. celebrating. No, I do because it's your not, brother. You guys, like, yes, it seems we, acceptable, but it's, it's trust me, I get it's, it's, it's not. maddening. It's not. Like, if I was in an airport and I'm walking off the, the plane holding Phil's hand, like, it's not. It's not. I, I think we live in this little micro bubble in New York and LA and la la, but it's not. There's not that same. This people in other parts of this country and other parts of you know where I'm from in Canada. It's not as accepting. So I think it's beautiful that you celebrate your gay brother, and we should keep celebrating your gay brother because it's not universal. We're not even close for it being universal acceptance. 
Right. Uh, thank you for sharing that because I, I think it's just, it goes back to like being who you are and, right. and owning it. I, I think it's interesting because even with the work that I do and the work that I share, like the real underlying motivation for me is for people to just love and accept themselves right. fully who right. they are. And it's, you know, I think the more that we can like open up these conversations, it's so important to to share this stuff. Yeah. And also like to not feel so nervous to say something well, that will, that's yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. There's, and I said that to you too. I'm like, even with having a podcast, I'm like, I'm so open and I love talking. By the way, I don't know everything and I say things yeah. incorrectly yeah. and like I make mistakes yeah. all the time, but like this is yeah. a place to. Can I say, yes, not, not to, to weave Kim into this, but I want to, but Kim, through the years of her being so public and filming the show, I have been so inspired by her willingness to share and unedited, unedited sharing. And sometimes she does an interview and she says something in the context. And we know that's how taken. media work. It's taken. Right. And she has to deal with the backlash. But you know what? She still shares at the same with the same openness. I am scared I'm just scared of it. I'm so scared of any, I, I, I don't take criticism well. So I feel like oftentimes on social media, I'm like on eggshells. I'm, I have really? opinions about things. I, I, I am, I'm on eggshells because I don't have the fortitude that she does. And I think that you do as well to take that type of backlash. I'm so sensitive to criticism, but I commend people that can go out there and say something and they're not trying to be offensive, but everything is contextual. And she's someone and you are someone that has inspired me to say, like, you know what, like toughen up a little bit. You should have an opinion and stand behind it and not worry that no, I know. someone's going to take it out of context. It's honestly the, I mean, I've gone through so many different wavelengths with this being public. Yes. And in the beginning, I was like so careful and always wanted to, I mean, of course, I'm very mindful of yes. the way that I say things and share things, but I've definitely gotten to this place now. And to be honest with you, like even after your, after the, the rehearsal, when Kim gave her speech and like having a moment, just like saying something to her about just like owning, like it's yes. so awesome when you yes. see someone just owning yes. who they are. And even if you say something wrong, like being able to own that, admit that and, sh and, and, even share what you really meant. Like it's, I, I do feel through the years of putting myself out there more and more, it, you really, you do start to own it in a bigger way. Yeah. It's so inspiring for even seeing you, Melissa, like you owning and stepping into this like incredible, for lack of a better word, role. I mean, you've just taken on this whole new world and you've done it with such confidence and people are inspired. I am inspired by you. I'm inspired by what you've accomplished in your career, in your personal life. That is, I want to be around people. You're like, that's something that like to get up for. And in moments of self-doubt, I turn to Melissa's of the world to say, well, what would Melissa do? Oh, you know what? She would fucking own it. <laughs> you know, it's like, that's, that's what I want. That's like the energy. That's the vibrations. Right of 2022 100% to surround yourself with people who elevate that vibrational frequency yes. and 
support, but also challenge you. Yes. Like, I feel like that's one thing with you that I've always loved because I feel like the second we get together, it's like, what's going on with yes. this? And it's like ways to kind of throw things off of each other, but also like, you're not afraid to be like, I don't know about, you know, like right. not have too many like yes men in your corner. Yes. And edit the people around you to determine who is actually rooting for you and who is someone that is not, who's a naysayer. And I think I have to do that too. I constantly am saying like, wait a minute, is that person like really rooting for me? Or is this person just someone who's waiting for me to potentially make a mistake? Or do they have like expectations attached yes. to the yeah. relationship? I think friend curation is so critical for someone's success. Critical. Critical. It's it, for recently in the past like handful of years, I've really taken a good hard look right. at who I spend my yeah. time with, yeah. who I give my energy to, because it's like, I love sharing this, especially with the younger generations and they're like, you know, early 20s, mid 20s, early 30s. It's because I think people feel this like obligation to their friends, yes. right? It's like, oh, well, I've been friends with this person for so long, but you know what? Like yeah. we got it. We have to get really clear yes. with who's pulling a, a chair up to our table. And yeah. I think Oprah, Oprah had this amazing quote just about energy and that you are really like the top five people. Everything Oprah, please. She has this amazing quote where you essentially take on the five people, the energy of the five people around you Ooh. and that you are solely responsible for those five people. Like you are making an intentional decision to have those people around you. And if they are not inspiring you and if their energy is bringing you down, it's actually on you to, to change. Oh, I love this. Because I've had friends who've been kind and have been with me for 15, 20 years, but I could, as I was going to the next level in my life, they weren't ready for me to make that, make that change. And I felt them kind of keeping me where I, and I didn't want to stay there. I was no. ready to go to my next level. So I, I think it is mindful. And for the young 20 year old who's starting out in New York City or wherever they are, you have to pick your friends wisely and they have to be your cheerleader and not your Instagram cheerleader, but your real, real ride or die, wanting you to win, figuring out ways to inspire and help you. Not just be your like partner to get completely like shit faced with and yeah. be like that yeah. that was a that was like a yeah. thing in my past where I'm like god I why didn't anyone yeah. ever say anything to me about that yes. you know like you just kind of do you feel like in your 20s you spent time with people that now could never exist you know I am actually really fortunate that most of my friends I'm still friends with and I feel like we're all yeah, really kind yeah. of evolving and growing together not all of them yeah and it was really hard for me to detach with love because I don't necessarily it's not like hard cut for me right. it's like I really love you and truly support you from here yeah. but you have to create that boundary of accessibility and like one thing that the only thing we have in our life is our time. Yeah. And like, who are you giving your time and energy to? So I think it's just like the clarity around like how you feel like, right? Like I am only interested in being around people that I'm really excited to be around. Yes. And yes. that I just 
feel like I love the conversations. We're not just talking about people. We're talking about ideas yeah, and yeah, things. And it's yeah. you have a great group of friends too that you've had for a really long time. I know. I've been really lucky that we've been able to continue to grow together because we challenge each other. Yeah. We're not like, you know. No, we we love your girls. We yes, we do. We do. And I <laughs> yeah, I know. Can she still keep that going? <laughs> I feel like that all of that talk is how we've become closer. Yes. And obviously spending time together on that amazing trip that we were guests on this summer. That was amazing. Yeah, it gave us like the a moment to I feel like connect at this stage of yes. our lives. Yes. Because we're, you know, we've both done so much work and are continuing to do work, but it like connects you, right? It connects you. And also we lived across the street from each other, but we never had the quality. It's so, it's such a New York thing too, right? Like living across the street and then seeing each other more than you've ever seen each other when you live further away. I know. Like, are we okay? What's wrong with us? (laughs) Like we're addicted to each other, yet we never see each other across the street. Then you move further away and I'm like, I'll see you every day. No, I know. It's so funny. Yeah. It's, that's like a New York thing too. I have been eating a plant-focused diet for so many years, and while I just live for a plant-rich meal, I am not in the kitchen as much as I used to be now that I have kids and a business. It's just like some days it just doesn't happen, and that is where ah, I'm such a diehard fan of Saqqara life. Saqqara is everything. They have ready to eat meals. It's a functional wellness essential program that just nourishes your body with whole organic ingredients. Every single meal is so delicious, filling, decadent. It's truly just one of my ultimate meal delivery services. And you not only feel so good after you eat it. You have a boost of energy. It helps support your digestion. And I just cannot recommend Saqqara enough. I'm truly one of Saqqara's biggest fans. And I'm so excited because right now, Saqqara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to saqqara.com slash MWH or enter code MWH at checkout. That's Sakara S-A-K-A-R-A dot com slash M-W-H to get 20% off, you guys, 20% off your first order. I can say with so much confidence that you will not be disappointed your skin, your hair, your nails, your energy levels, and you're just going to feel amazing across the board. I love, love, love Saqqara. I know with all of the things that like you're doing for your own personal personal growth and just like where you are and your it just and Phil like as when we got engaged you know it's just like there's a natural I married my best friend I married my partner the journey the chapter it's different you were on you've been on that I married them like can we just like we need to talk about it (laughs) we need to talk about it I still well it was your wedding it was your wedding (laughs) you didn't make it your wedding but it was your wedding I 
you took our breath away. I mean, the whole experience of you, first of all, we were all so nervous. I wept the whole weekend. I never, I'm an emotional person, but I felt so vulnerable and so nervous. And I was so, everything just, I was so touched by the love from everyone. Like everyone that was attending was giving us so much love that I couldn't process it. So I, even at the rehearsal, you were there. Mindy was like, Simon, you need to calm down. Why are you weeping? I'm like, I don't know. No, I just couldn't, so beautiful. I couldn't process all of the emotion. And then as we were walking down, as we were like beginning to walk down the aisle, like the only thing that kept me calm was like locking eyes with you. And it was like, we had a grounding moment we before had, they walked down the aisle, you guys. I had essential oils. I gave Phil and Simon selenite crystals to yes. keep in their pockets. I think, yes. did Phil hold his? Phil held his <laughs> and you were the, so Phil didn't sleep the night prior. And the only reason he was able to even go to the wedding and walk, walk down that aisle was because of you. He felt so grounded to know that someone so close to us was going to be a part of it and was going to be announcing our love and sharing our love story. Phil would not have, he was so scared. He was shaking. I'm he was shaking. He didn't really show it. He really, oh, like, it's all internal. I know. Well, I know. Like, I, what an Italian stallion. Like, <laughs> I was literally blowing my nose in the middle of the ceremony. I mean, I, I literally blow, I blew my nose twice. Like, I was like, this is a chic moment for me. <laughs> Thank you so much for a running nose in the middle of the ceremony. Phil was so calm. He was so calm. And you, Melissa, and I, I don't know how, because I think that sometimes words, like, they don't do them justice. You delivered something so heartwarming. It was the gift of all gifts. Every single person in that room was crying and touched by your words. You you are like such an inspiration to all of us because that was something I didn't think you could do. Like it was no cuz that's been asking a, me. No. I mean No, you guys, I was shocked when when you guys asked me like first I mean I think we asked to be asked you over FaceTime. Was it? I you think sent it was, me a message first before, uh, right. and which is international. Like if you want to say you no were like, immediately, Wait, because we don't want to put you on the spot. Yeah, and it was a Sunday, and I yes. was like, organ. I I was organizing yes. my apartment, and I looked at the message, and I was like, <gasps> like my yeah. heart. I I didn't. I was shocked because it's a lot of work. No, I I mean I just was shocked that you guys chose me of all the people that you have in your it life, was and only you're just you. so. Lo- it was only ever going to be you. Stop. That will make me fully yeah, cry. It was only ever you. There was not, there was no shortlist. It was you or like literally find someone on officiant.com <laughs> because it either needs to be deeply personal or it needed to feel like it was like the motions of it. And there was no, that was it for us. And Phil, and I kept saying to Phil, like, this is a huge, this is a lot. Not only is it a lot of work, but it's a huge ass. It's to have someone celebrate this moment, like the most important moment in your life, is a huge ask. Yeah. It's also not an easy crowd. Right. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. also not the easiest crowd. You know, you have a lot of people with big personalities. Right. Yeah. No, I I mean, it was and is, it was like the greatest honor of honestly of my life to be asked to do that and then to so it's it's funny because I didn't share this with you after but I went through the motions of like first when you asked I was like you know me I'm like I need to meditate on it my gut says yes but let me just ground yes and make sure that I am uh, because when I say yes to something and this is just how I am in life 
when I say, and that's why I say no to almost everything. Yes. I can attest to that. Yes. <laughs> yes. Buyers out there, brands out there, don't even try it. <laughs> but when I say yes, I fully commit. Yes. So I knew I needed to get clear and grounded with my yes. So this is so funny. And this was so Simon, because you were like, take as much time as you need. <laughs> Honestly, don't worry. Meanwhile, the wedding was like the next week. Literally. And <laughs> the next day I was like, oh my God, I'm, I'm literally like freaking out. I just can't believe that you asked me. And then you were like, okay, yeah. So like you're doing it. And like, I was like, I'm I doing it. I needed to nudge a little because yeah, I was scared. I was scared. like, I'm doing yeah. it like a hundred percent. And then it was like another wave of like, oh my God, what did yeah. I sign up for? Because yeah. when I sat with it and then when I sat with you, Spring Cafe. Spring Cafe. Alex came with me. And Phil, it was just, that was all I needed. And you took it, we, like Phil and I couldn't believe, you You just dedicated yourself to it and, and took it on and made it feel so real. And you captured our love story in such a beautiful way. And everyone felt so connected. I mean, when we walked into that room after, it was just. Oh my God. It was magnetic. It was, it was the truly best magnetic. Feeling in the world. And I will say, because a lot of people ask how I prepared, and I've never had any sort of media training, but I did. I was like, you know what? I'm doing, I'm doing this other thing. Let me just do a pat, like a quick power session with someone. It was so helpful. But aside from that, it really was. Like it just moved through me because your love is so beautiful and so real and so raw. And like, it was just so, it was easy. Once I made my entire focus on you two, all I wanted to do was to have everyone feel your love. I did not think about who was in the audience. By the way, I like, before you, I looked out and I see like Kris Jenner and I was like, Melissa, Remember she was row the one. intention. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what it, like I I had to tune out of the room and it was just it was literally one of the most magical you moments. were like the anti-nervous. You were so calm. It was as if you were <laughs> had just woken up and were talking. You were I was nervous, but I meditated three times that day. I so I, we were at a dinner and Noah said you were nervous and I remember and I was so upset and you were like I was we did not feel an ounce you were so calm that it centered me I was able to stop weeping because I focused on you and your energy was so calming and same with Phil it was I was like you're either Meryl Streep or you are <laughs> this is a Tuesday for you because you no, were so calm I did calm. a lot of work you guys and like I do a lot of work in general in life like I do the work and if you do the work the work works. Like, it's really that, it's it's true, you know? Like, I made that my job for two weeks, and it, was, it moved through And me. it was also, like, to set the stage, it was, we were at the Bel Air Hotel next to the pond. Beyond. It was, like, 6 o'clock. It was pitch black. Yes. There were thousands of candles and a spotlight on Melissa. <laughs> and to this day, people recount the story that you were wearing this in, insane gold dress that was really a dress out of, out of a movie. And you, as you walked down the aisle, everyone gasped. It was a gasp moment. <laughs> no, truly, truly. Like, and I know people think that's probably insane because it's like supposed to be my day. But like, that honestly was like the moment for me. Like when you walk down, people 
just like you carried this energy also the look <laughs> and the jewels and the glam lorraine what, schwartz lorraine schwartz we love you <laughs> it was it was like the best it's the best it's the memory we'll have for the rest of our life and this right here you guys is why simon is like in my circle in my corner because you've just always supported me lifted me up from the second i had no idea what I was doing, you have just always been that person that I can like talk to, throw things off. And I just freaking love you for that. Like you're just, I'm Ditto. so obsessed with you. No, it's no, no. Just, like, I, this, by the way, I'm getting the like Dylan's hand is like, she's giving me the five. Oh, no, so I've we have to do a rapid fire. I've been seeing can the we, hand and yeah. I'm like, what's that hand for? <laughs> she's like, wrap it up, honey. <laughs> We're just getting going. No, by the way, I could literally, we need people to like, ask questions and we no, need like, more of you we need like a 1-800 number and we yeah need, yeah we need a and like maybe we could bring an air conditioner but like <laughs> <laughs> i am actually tropical this is i don't even want to look at my video because it could be scary you are of course it's, cold you guys it's Melissa's hot. Cold. it is hot in here. no you, you look i'm really cold. sorry we need to talk to the building because this is just unacceptable you look cold just so you know i am actually tropical. we're always here to humble <laughs> Okay, what gets you out of bed in the morning? Give Unanswered it to me. emails. <laughs> <laughs> Unanswered emails. The, the honesty. What motivates you when you're feeling down? My husband. Oh, Phil, you angel. What's your end all be all self care ritual? Meditation, care of Melissa Woodhouse. Oh my God, I'm Swipe so up. proud of you. I am so proud of you. Yeah. It makes me so happy. Yeah, you've changed my just, life. He has changed, you guys. What's your cult favorite beauty product? This is we annoying. Know we love Sniff. We love but. Sniff, but this is a bit bougie, but I'll say anything by Revive or La Mer. Yeah. I just started using this Revive product. Yes. Wow. Yeah, I know. Game changing. Oh my. Yeah. Real skincare. No, like Real skincare. it's really beautiful. And what does, because this podcast is called Move With Heart, what does moving with your heart mean to you? Intentional decision-making. For the last... I don't know, 30 years, I've been making just like automatic decisions and I haven't been thoughtful. So con like very conscious, intentional decision-making. That's so beautiful. I love that. I love you so much. Thank you for just like being so always so authentic, real, open, vulnerable, all of the things. Cause it helps people. I love you. Are you sure it's over? We can't do more. <laughs> Dylan, this is not fair. Oh, Dylan yeah. just gave us two minutes. Yeah, she's like, wrap it up. Yeah. No, part two. Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, part two. Okay, yeah, fine. We she can bring Pip part on, two. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pip, you're done. <laughs> Be nice. No, Pip love loves you. me because I'm always like, Simon. I know. You're not being nice. I and know. he's like, Phil's always like, Melissa, thank you. I know. I know. Well, he loves the victim card. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know. Yeah, I know someone has to keep me in line. Yes, of course. And that's what we're here for. I die for I you. I love you. Oh, my God. Die. I really hope you enjoyed that episode. You can follow me on Instagram at Melissa Wood Health. And if you are new to me, you can sign up for the MWH seven day free trial with access to over 300 plus categorized workouts and guided meditations, all available on melissawoodhealth.com.